This is Tech Talk with your host, Tom Dioria. Tom will spend the next hour making your life with technology a little easier with explanations of the different aspects of today's technology and how it can benefit your home, small office, or enterprise. Now here's your host, Tom Dioria. Welcome to IMI's Tech Talk. It's the third Sunday of February. It's February 21st, 2016. We're at 5 p.m. in the New York listing area and 3 p.m. in Arizona. And today we're live with our New York from our New York offices, and we're going to be uh, discussing political technology, very timely subject, with our guest, uh, Rick Millity. I'm Tom Dioria, I'm the CEO of Information Methods Incorporated, and together we're our weekly guests. Our show will help our listeners, whether a business or all home technology, to make better use of all aspects of technology. Just in case you're a first-time listener, in our first segment, Tech Talk provides you with a review of last week's most significant events in technology. We follow this with an increased coverage of New York's technology scene, and uh, we then have an industry-wide report which could contain information on conferences, announcements by vendors, new releases of software or technology, or new contract opportunities. One or more guests follow this from many aspects of business and industry, and if you wish us to consider a topic for a future show, you can email your suggestions to Tech Talk, that's T-E-C-H-T-A-L-K, at imi-us.com, and we'll get back to you pretty quickly. Anytime after our show introduction, please give us a call or send an email message with questions on today's topic or anything else we might be able to help you with. You can call 277-KFNX, that's 277-5369. And if you're outside the 602 listing area, call us toll-free at 1-866-536-1100. You can send us uh, email questions to that uh, email address, techtalk at imi-us.com. And uh, if we can't get you on today's show, we'll definitely send you a response, and uh, we'll try and get you on next week. And we're also being simulcast on the web. So if you can't get to uh, the sh- your radio and listen to us live, you can tune in on KFNX's website, which is 1100kfnx.com. And if you want to listen to this show again or any of our previous shows, you can go to our website, which is imi-us.com. In the upper right-hand corner is the Tech Talk button. Click on that. Uh, you can download the shows, listen to them as many times as you want, send them to your friends. It's free. So please take advantage of that, and please call in any time during the show. We'll try and get you on as quickly as possible. First segment of our weekend review is your increased coverage of technology events in New York City and around the world. It's compiled by Dan Dioria, Dave Brandon, and Jose Batista. Okay, we've got a lot of stuff to tell you about today. New York State has joined 16 other states in a coalition for clean energy economics. Um, the bipartisan coalition is an effort to develop and implement clean energy policies and expand clean energy sources. A total of 17 state governors have joined the accord, pledging to diversify energy generation and expand clean energy sources, modernize their energy infrastructure, and encourage green transportation in their states. The other states besides New York are California, Connecticut, Delaware, Hawaii, Iowa, Massachusetts, Michigan, Minnesota, Nevada, New Hampshire, Oregon, Pennsylvania, Rhode Island, Vermont, Virginia, and Washington. I didn't see Arizona in there. Cuomo's announcement of joining the coalition comes just after the announcement of a $5 billion clean energy fund in New York to implement clean energy standards over the next 10 years. One of those standards mandates that 50% of electricity in New York must come from renewable sources by 2030. 
Additionally, the state will be coal-free by 2020. The governor hopes, I was almost going to make an editorial comment there, but I didn't. Um, the governor hopes to make strides toward a clean energy economy as proposed in his 2016 State of the State Address uh, by streamlining education with green energy technology. Cuomo also proposed increasing the Environmental Protection Fund to $30 million, the highest level in state history. These funds are used to expand New York Forest Preserve, creating public parks, restoring historic sites, among the other purposes. New York joins the accord last week after the Clean Energy Power Plan, the centerpiece of U.S. strategy to tackle global warming, was temporarily blocked in the Supreme Court. The governor's clean energy initiatives are getting mixed reactions from environmentalists. Clean up the smokestacks and use the cheapest energy we have. That was an editorial. Cranes tells us that last week a Skyhook ATM in Soho was offered bitcoins to customers at the rate of $430.54. The machine at the Bitcoin Center on Cleveland Place is powered by a Nexus 7 tablet and allows users to insert stacks of cash to convert to digital currency. Next to it sits a Genesis ATM that lets users do the opposite turn their bitcoins into stacks of $20 bills. Even with the upfront cost, the Genesis, Genesis machine sells for $14,000. These machines are bringing their owners serious coin. New York has 43 public accessible Bitcoin ATMs, the most of any city in the world. The currency is notoriously volatile, but for owners of Bitcoin dispensers, the machines bring steady source of revenue. Zach Harvey, CEO of Lamassu, uh, which has a machine at Le Village French Petit Bistro in the East Village, told Currency News um, the average owner sees about $20,000 in cash deposited monthly, netting about $1,100 in commissions. That's pretty good. Bitcoin ATMs are found as far as Corona, Queens, and Brownsville, Brooklyn. Chris Yim, co-founder of Bitcoin broker Liberty X, which sold its four Bitcoin machines last year to focus on retailer partnerships, said that a rapidly increasing number of New Yorkers are using the technology for remittances or Bitcoin remittances as a cheaper alternative to traditional money-sending services such as Western Union. Real Estate Weekly tells us the Durst organization announced that CBS, NBC, Universal-owned WNBC, and WNJU, and PBS relocate their broadcasting operations to the 408-foot-tall spire of One World Trade Center in Lower Manhattan. The historic development marks the return of network and radio broadcasting to the 1776-foot One World Trade Center after an absence of more than 14 years. The broadcasters will use One World Trade Center as their primary broadcast facility for the New York, New Jersey market. Broadcast antennas will wrap uh, portions of the spire and ancillary equipment will be housed on the building's communication rings. The tower's 90th uh, floor will house broadcasters, transmission equipment, and serve the communications hub for the building. One World Trade Center's 1776-foot height allows broadcasters unprecedented coverage for their signal and their building state-of-the-art communications and technology infrastructure, provides a full-service and seamless broadcast facility. Although the broadcasters had previously broadcast from One World Trade Center prior to September 11, 2001. So, 
Congratulations to them, and congratulations to the World Trade Center. CBS tells us that the CEO of Hollywood Presbyterian Medical Center says the hospital decided to pay ransom to hackers who were holding its computer network hostage because that was the quickest and most efficient way to regain control of the system. The hospital paid the ransom using the digital currency bitcoins in an amount worth about $17,000 after falling victim to what's commonly called ransomware, where hackers seize control of a computer system and threaten to misuse or destroy data if they are not paid. In this case, the hackers encrypted the hospital's data and demanded payment in exchange for a digital key to unlock it. Uh, Stefanak said the infiltration of Hollywood Presbyterian was first noticed on February 5th and that its system was fully functional again by Monday to 10 days later. Hospital did not say whether anyone in law enforcement or technology industry had recommended it pay off the hackers. Uh, computer security experts normally recommend people do not pay the ransom, though at times law enforcement agencies suggest they do. The said it is investigating the ransomware attack but provided no details beyond that. Neither law enforcement nor the hospital gave any indication who might have uh, done this, so we'll have to see what happens with that. Um, we're doing an evaluation of something. We're having a little difficulty with it, so we're going to hold our review until next week, but it's a smart bulb. Um, looks like a regular light bulb. You put it in uh, your light fixture. Uh, it charges. Uh, if the power goes off, you have a light that's uh, on. Um, it uh, appears to be uh, a pretty good idea, especially if people don't have generators and are in areas where the power goes out. Uh, we've been having some difficulty charging and getting it to work right, but I'm sure that's user error and not the device. But, uh, again, it's called Smart Charge, uh, and uh, we'll have a review for you next week once we figure out what we're doing wrong. And finally, Apple, as you heard at the news, Power is resisting a court order to help the FBI hack into the iPhone used by the San Bernardino shooter Sayad Farouk. At the heart of the matter, the court is demanding that Apple enable investigators to use brute force to gain access to information stored on the phone. Unfortunately, Apple has done this in the past. This is not. This is an editorial. This is not the time for them to put their feet in the ground uh, when national security is at risk. They're making a political statement and uh, threatening all of us. Okay, um, we're going to get to our guest. We're going to talk uh, about political technology very timely as we continue uh, to have these caucuses and uh, various other types of elective things going on uh, uh, around the country. Uh, so we're going to take a break. Please stay tuned. We'll get back to our guest and uh, talk to you about political technology. I'm Tom D. Ray. It's May 1st of February. Welcome back to IMI Tech Talk on KFNX AM 1100. I'm Tom D. It's the 21st of February 2016. And as I mentioned to you uh, before the break, we're going to be talking to you about political technology with our guest, uh, Rick Militay. And... Uh, Rick is an innovator in the marketing world. He has fearlessly embraced every aspect of industry for over 35 years and throughout his career. Most recently, he founded Crazy Raccoons, a tech think tank designed to create simple solutions to complex problems, especially in the marketing world. The tech company recently launched their first product, Zip, the question-answer app, and we'll find out all about that as we get into the show. In tandem, the company's 
can now successfully solve all marketing challenges with effective solutions. Now, as CEO of three different marketing, film, and technology firms, Rick takes the same approach in everything he does with passion, innovation, and drive. Rick, thanks uh, for taking the time to be with us. Well, thank you for that lovely introduction, Tom. It's a pleasure to be here. And I have a feeling we could spend the whole show going over each one of those items, and I'll touch on them as, as we get into the show. But obviously we're in the middle of uh, a high political environment in the country. And has technology adapted uh, to engage more people um, in this whole process? I mean, are pollsters using technology? Um, How's that all working in, in the uh, primaries right now? Well, it's interesting. As far as, I, as far as I know, they're still using the same, what I feel are somewhat antiquated um, technologies. You know, they're still doing exit polls. They're still doing phone calls. And, of course, they've incorporated email, mark, email questionnaires into their processes. Uh, you know, and I found that uh, to be somewhat rudimentary in the sense that, you know, it when people basically, you know, people just generally do not like to do polls. And, and for someone, usually when you see those polls, you're looking at about 400 responses, which means they probably called about 4,000 people to get 400 people to even talk to them. So it just, just in general, people don't like polls. So the technology we, we have developed uh, absolutely kind of busts that strategy and We've developed this app that is really more of a platform, and it it allows people to to go through questions without feeling like they're answering a poll. Uh, that sounds uh, pretty innovative. Um, do you feel that either using the old way or using your app, or maybe your app lends itself to people? I don't want to say telling the truth, but not holding back. I mean, if they're talking to a person that's taking off an exit poll, you know, they're looking somebody in the eye. Do you, do you find, based on your experience, that they're being truthful, or are they holding back because they don't want to go on the record, basically? They're, they're absolutely, definitely holding back, and we actually have questions within our app to show that. Now, the questions in, by the way, if anybody wants to download the app while we're talking, it's called Zip. The question answer app. It will show up number one if you look, look up the word zip in the Apple Store, and it will be like number ten or twelve or thirteen in your Android Store or your Google Play Store. And uh, you'll see what's really unique about our platform, our app, is that it allows the users to have fun. It gamifies polling, and all the questions are basically created, all the content is created by the users themselves. So they're not really getting typical traditional polling questions. So it feels more like a conversation. The beauty of the app is it allows people to answer questions in complete anonymity. When you get in an environment of complete anonymity, you have created an environment of truth because there's no fear of repercussion in your answers. What polls tend to do is basically um, you know, put, put people in a situation, but they're either talking to a pollster, they're talking to someone on the phone, or they're, they're replying to an email from a specific person. So you know who's answering, so you know who's asking you questions, and you tend to pull back a little bit. Some of the questions, in fact, uh, that we saw in our, in our app is, 
questions like, I'm just looking a couple up, um, you know, do, do with traditional surveys in person, do people hold back? You know, for example, one of them is, do you openly denounce Trump but secretly consider voting for him? And that is basically something that, is, that, that plays into the fact that people are not honest in polls. Uh, because 66%, and this is our, our information is all statistically accurate within a 5% margin, um, much exactly like the ones you're seeing on TV. Um, 66% of, it, of the people that responded to this question said, yes, it's just easier to lie and keep my opinion private. That's amazing that it's that, it's, uh, that much. Um, so even though the exit polls that we see uh, on TV, on, on the various networks, when uh, um, one of these votes are, are going on, whether it's a, a caucus or a primary, um, they seem on the surface pretty accurate. Um, so how do you explain that versus what you just said, which is pretty startling, that 66% are holding back or not completely truthful? Well, I think you're seeing some accuracy in the polling because, there, you know, the margin is only 5% of error. But what you're, you're, what you're seeing is kind of what they're all having a hard time explaining is how is it that, that so many people denounce Trump, so many people are trying to bury him. So many people are trying to sway you away from voting from him, yet he continually went, shows up in the polls with winning up like last night with a 10% margin. Uh, that was not, you know, they were, you know, they're not expected. In fact, you look at now you're starting to see polls conflict. There was a recent uh, NBC poll that came out that said, uh, on on the um, you know on, on the what would be the, the you know the main the, the main voting for president uh, that that Trump would lose you know and so basically you know that's not accurate because they, what they're doing is they're they're finding out these polls are not giving them the right margins that they need to be able to make long term predictions because they're asking them so specific to one type of question and what we're seeing is that that the the voters aren't really so much locked into the candidate as they are locked into the issues. So does that mean that uh, even though, that's the uh, wrong verb, but even though um, Trump is winning these things, the hidden message here from what you're finding out is he's even got bigger support than people think? Absolutely, and what we're also seeing is that the on a Democrat on the Democrat side, they have little support, which is why they're not why they're not showing up in such big numbers to the polls, because they're, they're not really uh, really that thrilled with, with Hillary or Bernie. So what what they're doing is they're, they're not showing any support at all. They don't like their candidates, and so you're getting fewer people showing up to the polls, which is a real problem for them. Uh, whereas you've seen the the American people. And, and, and not thinking on a Republican or Democratic uh, perspective, American people are really addressing issues this year. This is for sure the year of the issue. And the person right now who's addressing the issues that are most top of mind with Americans is Donald Trump. That's a, a pretty pretty interesting uh, comment on this on this whole process. How do you get just as a, an aside here, um, so you have an app called Zip, and if people use this, 
you get more honest results. But how do you get people to use it in the first place? I mean, how do you get because a sample? How do you get a sample that you know you can say is is an accurate sample? Well, because it's really fun. We have thousands and thousands and thousands of users. We have users in every state of the country. Uh, we only launched four and a half uh, months ago. And just to give you some, some interesting numbers real quick to get to tell you how accurate and how interesting our data is. And understand, every question and every answer is, is, is user generated. So we're not putting questions into the app. The app's questions are being fed in by all the users that are using the app. To give you uh, some statistics, when Twitter launched in 2006 and 2007, in the first four and a half months, they had 500,000 engagements. Okay, that means that people engaged with, with Twitter 500,000 different times. With Zip, the question answer app, in our first four and a half months, we have 6.5 million engagements. So that's just, that's a mind boggling number when you think about a brand new app. And the reason why is, Zip, Pardon me? No, go on. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, so I'm sorry. Um, so, yeah, so what, what we're seeing is with 6.5 million pieces of data about questions that are all being created by the users, we're getting questions about everything in life, everything that people are thinking about, and we're getting statistically accurate data because anything over 400 people's responses gives you that statistically accurate data. That's, that's pretty good. I'd like to pick up on this. We have to take a break now. This is uh, Tom DiOrio on IMI's Tech Talk on KFNX AM 1100. We're talking about political technology, very timely. This is the half-hour break, uh, so you're going to probably hear something about the uh, political lack of technology uh, with what's going on in the country. Please stay tuned. We're going to be right back after these messages. Welcome back to IMI Tech Talk on KFNX AM 1100. I'm Tom DiOria. It's the 21st of February 2016. We're talking about political technology with our guest, Rick Milite. And uh, Rick founded Crazy Raccoons, and they have their first app, which we're talking about, or we're talking about in the last segment, Zip, the question-answer app. And... Uh, Rick was explaining to us how how this uh, gets you better surveys of what people are actually thinking uh, because it's, uh, people, when they're using it, are removed from face-to-face -face contact and are a little bit more honest. Um, how does this app, Rick, uh, compare to Twitter and Facebook, which a lot of the... Uh, um, people that are on TV are using these days? It's, it's very, very different, Tom. Um, you know, Facebook is, is you create your own network and you create your own friends and, and people post pictures. Everybody knows how Facebook works and, and there's a lot of com open for commentary when you post your opinion and everybody knows who you are and everybody knows who's commenting. Same thing with, with Twitter. Uh, everybody knows who's, who's writing who and who's, who's saying what. Zip is 100% Anonymous. Again, every, everybody who creates a question on Zip is creating a question, a question with complete anonymity. So there's no commentary. So no one can bully you. 
No one can, can, can identify you. So you have the opportunity to ask a question and answer questions freely and honestly without feeling any repercussion. It's also, you know, I know this is a political talk show, but Zip has pretty much every category in life, and it's built for the user. So the user selects the categories of, of what they're interested in. So if you're interested in politics, sports, and entertainment, you'll only get questions in those categories. Uh, it's very, very user-friendly, built for, for uh, adults. And, and, in fact, it's a, it's a mostly adult app. Adults tend to love this. It's very easy to use. It's very simple. Think of it as, you know, if you're having a squabble or an argument, you know, what you're looking for is consensus. And when you have consensus, you have, um, you know, by, by uh, you know, majority rule, you have an, an answer to, to a, something that's subjective, such as a, a you know, subjective question, a poll, a political thing. Who do you like? What do you wear? How do you feel? Those are all subjective things. And, you know, you can go get answers on Google that are factual, but we are actually being called the Google of opinion. That is what Zip is being referred to. It also is being referred to as the Tinder for the intellectually curious. Um, it gives people the opportunity to get out there ask questions, answer questions, and feel really good about the answers you're getting. And a lot of people are, are getting a lot of uh, advice from our from our app. They're using it to, to make this life decision. It's really phenomenal. Now give us an example of how you would use it to do a political survey. I mean, what do I do? I go mm-hmm. on there and, and, and uh, you know, just tell me how I would go about asking that. Absolutely. Would you really vote for Trump? Right. It's that simple. You basically download the app, and you have two buttons that you can that you can tap on. One is to ask a question, and one is to answer questions. If you want to ask a question, you just tap on that button. You write in your question. You supply your two answers. So, would you vote for Trump? Yes or no. And then you select a political category. You select you select whether it's mature content or not, which in this case it would not be. Uh, you then go ahead and select the time period that you want that question to live in the zip universe, and you send it. And there, that question then goes to everybody else's phone that is using the app, and they and people get that and they start answering it. And the minute they tap on an answer, they see the results as they're happening live on a percentage basis. You also have the ability to, once you've asked that question, to go into your menu and look at your asked questions, and you can see how your question is doing as time goes on because it's, it's in real time. So as people are answering it, the percentages are changing right there on your phone. That's, that's pretty interesting. How many people are on the app now? Oh, we're, we're in the tens of thousands, you know, and again, we're only four and a half months old, so we have, uh, we have users in, in, uh, every state. We have, um, you know, 8,000, almost 10,000 unique zip codes using this. We have 5,770 different cities using the app. It's a, it's a very, it's already entrenched itself in the United States and it's growing rapidly. We get about 1.5 answers a second in this coming through to us. So that's, imagine how much data is being transferred from people to people, and it's all in the form of binary questions, yes or no, this or that, Trump or Hillary, Bernie or, or, or you know, every, anything you want to ask. Again, all the content is, is created by the users. So, therefore, it, it doesn't feel like a poll because one question, if you've selected the categories of interest, if you've selected sports, uh, politics and entertainment, you may get one question that says, you know, would you vote for Hillary or Trump? 
The next question may be, who's your favorite football team? The next question may be, are you going to see a movie tonight? So you're not feeling, you're just feeling like you're having a conversation with someone. People get, are absolutely addicted to the app because it's so much fun to just sit there and answer questions. Now, do you find that uh, political pollsters are starting to take notice? Oh, absolutely. We've, we've accurately predicted, and uh, every primary so far we have not missed. Um, we are getting calls from all types of TV networks, radio stations. Uh, Reuters contacted us and was interested in working with us on some some data. Uh, we've we've been we've been contacted by some pretty pretty impressive organizations, and again, being four and a half months old and way outpacing Twitter uh, at the launch, we're, we feel very confident this is going to become one of the most popular apps in the country. Now you say that uh, you've predicted um, the primaries. How how do you know that the people were from South Carolina that were answering the question if it's anonymous? You don't. But basically, when you when you live in the world of data and you live in the world of polling, you while there there may be some regional influences. When you start getting a, a giant melting pot of people like we have on Zip and we have Republicans, we have Democrats, we have Independents, I'm sure we have Socialists, I'm sure we have every possible kind of group of people. We have male, we have female, we have younger, we have older. We have a tremendous melting pot of people using our app. We can, we can, we feel confident that because it's such, it's so reflective of the United States already, that we're getting very accurate information. So while there may not, while we predicted uh, South Carolina, it, it basically uh, was predicted by everyone in the United States that really gave us the information. And we didn't base it on one question. We based it on 10 or 15 questions that users were asking each other about how do you feel about this issue? How do you feel about that issue? Would you vote for Hillary against this person? Would you vote for Trump against this person? And then we were able to extract all those questions that are organic user questions, questions generated by Americans, not by pollsters. We are then able to extract that information and make some very, very accurate assumptions. That's, uh, that's pretty interesting. So uh, if I ask you the following question, tell me if it's unfair. Have you already predicted who's going to win the election in November? Uh, I, I am. I have got my theory. I'm happy to. I will, I'm happy to share it with you. It's based on data. It doesn't necessarily reflect my personal opinion, nor the opinion of Zip the Question and Answer app. But from the data I have seen, I believe Donald Trump will be our next president. Really? Have you? Yes, uh, this is very interesting. Um, and these these opinions are just our opinions, not KFNX's. Um, how about a vice president? We haven't seen many questions go out that way, but what we are starting to see is people starting to ask questions that are trending that way, and it seems to be looking as perhaps a Rubio vice president, um, and, and maybe more of a wish list right now, and that, that people are really kind of asking questions about because I think a lot of people – uh, that really understand the the political uh, a, the political asphalt of our country and really the the underlying emotions that are going through and that's what Zip will give you. Zip will give you the emotional questions that people are asking, not the statistical questions or pollster questions. And when you start getting into emotion, 
uh, if you start getting into truth. And you're going to see that people are now starting to say, okay, it looks like Donald Trump is going to be our guy. Who is the vice president going to be? Is he going to balance him? Is he going to be able to provide him with areas of expertise that he may be lacking in? And we're starting to see those kind of questions going through. So, so Zip really evolved. So really, as breaking news comes through, we can see the results changing in the way the questions are being asked in, in the app. And, you know, and, and it's, it's really just a phenomenal app. It's, and it's so simple and so basic. Is, and people love the simplicity of it. Well, we're going to have to take another break. Uh, I'm going to leave this question hanging as to whether or not uh, uh, the people that are on your app feel that uh, Secretary Clinton is going to get indicted or not. Uh, but we'll let that hang. We're going to take a break. This is Tom Diorio or an IMI Tech Talk. And, I, and uh, Rick, I won't even ask you to answer the question if you don't want to. Um, I'll be happy to. It's February 21st, 2016. We're talking about very interesting political technology. I suggest you go get this app, and we're going to talk to Rick about it more when we come back from the break. Uh, this is IMI Tech Talk on KFNX AM 1100. Please stay tuned. We're going to be right back after these messages. It's the 21st of February 2016, and uh, I think you're all going to want to go back to our website, imi-us.com, in the upper right-hand corner is the Tech Talk button, and if you missed any portion of this show, I think you're going to want to listen to it. Um, we're talking about political technology. Uh, Rick is telling us about his app. I'm getting a lot of email here, Rick, about from people that missed the beginning Tell them again what the app is and how they can get it. And what it Absolutely. It's called Zip, the question answer app. If you go on your Apple store and just put in the word Zip, you'll see it comes up first. If you're on uh, Google Play, if you have an Android, just go ahead and put in Zip, the question answer app, and you'll see it pop up. It should be right there, but uh, Zip, if you have any problem finding it, it's thezipapp.com is our website, or you can just go and look for Zip, the question answer app in your favorite app store. Okay, so I'm going to go back to that question because we've been getting a lot of information as to whether or not it's just uh, people are just talking about uh, the primaries and the election in general or whether or not the scandal has played any role uh, in the talk that you see going back and forth. And then I want to swing all the way back to the beginning and talk about some of the things we read in your introduction, but maybe you can comment on that first. Absolutely. And again, uh, let me, let me just again, um, re, reiterate that the, what I'm, the, the opinions I'm giving are the opinions that we've, uh, extracted from data in our app that is generated by users, uh, user questions and user answers. And, uh, similar to the, to the Donald Trump one, as you all heard me make a prediction that I believe Donald Trump, Donald Trump will, based on the data I've seen, Donald Trump will be the next president of the United States, barring any, you know, catastrophe or any huge hope on his part. Uh, but get to your question on Hillary Clinton, absolutely it is affecting her. Um, she will uh, not fare well in a general election. Um, understand that everybody who answers our questions and writes our questions, again, are the users, are the American people. It's not generated by pollsters or politicos or anybody that you think would do it. These are people talking to people. This is an actual question that is trending right now, and it has reached the number of responses that it is statistically accurate. The question is, 
should Hillary Clinton really be indicted, or is this whole issue with the emails blown out of proportion? Now, these are the same people that are saying they would vote for her. 71% are saying the courts should decide. 71% against 29 were saying it's a non-issue, let it go. That um, definitely has a, a, an undertone of problems for Hillary. Without a doubt, that's amazing. Those are amazing numbers. Um, I want to get a little, get in a little to uh, the three different uh, firms that you have, but I don't want to lose track of, of the topic either. And we've only got maybe eight minutes left in the show. But tell me how I'm intrigued that you have three different companies, marketing, film, and technology. How do they relate to each other? How did you get into all of that? Uh, you know, when we started, we had the marketing firm. The marketing firm uh, is always leading us into new frontiers, and, and obviously technology became a very important one. As marketers, we're always looking to find out what's trending, what are people's opinions. And I was often searching for for ways to find out best solutions for our marketing clients, and I was always looking for great data, and it's very difficult to find great data. Uh, so we created Zip the Answer app. It kind of came out of uh, necessity in a sense. We got in an internal argument, which is how the app uh, was created because we were looking for an app that would do exactly what Zip does. But we created the technology company to help our, our marketing firm, and we also have a film production company that obviously creates all the films. Uh, that's called Pretzel Logic Productions. Our marketing company is called Innovision Marketing Group, and uh, Zip, as you know, comes out of our company, Crazy Raccoons, and they all work very well together because they all feed off of one another, but what we're finding with Zip is that it's, it's helping us get so much information, not only for ourselves, but for our clients. Our clients are garnering a tremendous amount of information on, on their businesses. We're seeing people who own businesses use Zip to ask questions about their businesses, to ask questions about what they should call a business that they're thinking of, of opening, naming. They're, it, this is, they're getting statistically accurate data just by asking a question. And, and I don't know how much everybody who's listening knows how much it costs to do a, a poll. But polls generally range to get 400 answers to anything. could run anywhere from forty to $60,000. You could go get Zip the Question Answer app, and you could start asking a series of 10 or 15 questions. And if you leave them on our field for a week, you're going to get statistically correct answers to your question. That's really impressive. And if our, if our listeners want to follow up with you, or any one of your firms, what's the best way for them to get back to you on this? Um, you can actually um, email us at info at crazyraccoons.com. Okay, great. All right, so let's go back to and the app. Um, I just wanted to say about the app is the app is free. Uh, it always will be free. We'll never charge for the app. We'll never limit the amount of questions or answers you can you can have. This app is for the American people, and that's what we want it to be. Tell us a little bit more about about uh, what you've been finding out. Since this is a, I don't want to call it a free for all, but anybody could ask anything. Um, is politics the most the highly you know? target these days, or is there some other stuff going on in the background that, that's trending that uh, we should know about? 
the number one trending category is relationships and dating. A lot of people ask questions like, you know, their wife won't give them their password to her computer. This, do they think that that's a problem? You know, they won't, you know, their wife won't let them see her cell phone. She's very protective. Or he or the husband is very protective of the cell phone. What should they do? People are getting incredible desire. We had one gentleman ask about, um, he had not, he didn't have the nerve to ask a woman out on a date. And he, and he asked the app, should I ask her out? And the app, overwhelmingly, 90% of the people said, yes, just go and ask her. He wrote another question, because you have no way of communicating with each other because it's all completely anonymous. He wrote another question about a week later, and he said, I want to thank the, everybody on the app because I asked her out, and she said yes. Now I need to know, should I take her to a dinner or should I take her to movies? And everyone <laughs> said, take her to dinner. So... <laughs> You know, this poor gentleman, you know, he probably just got out of a, you know, a marriage or maybe his wife passed away and he was kind of reinventing his, himself and he needed a little bit of advice. And this app gave him fantastic advice and led him into a relationship. That's a big category. Our next category after that is lifestyle. You get a lot of questions. Um, a lot of people are angry with Kanye West right now. Uh, we're seeing a lot of questions trending about how, uh, you know, how unhappy they are with his, his behavior, uh, his, his use of profanity, which, by the way, our app is incredibly family-friendly. We have uh, blocked out every cuss word. Users cannot post pictures. They can't post websites. They can't post their email addresses. It protects everybody. It makes it family-friendly. There is a category. There is an opt-in button to um, explicit mature-type questions, but you have to opt into that. And we built that on there while I was opposed to it. We built it on there, obviously, because this is America, and we, we all believe in the First Amendment and freedom of speech. But we also wanted to, to put it, give these people who had those kind of questions a place to go, but to segregate them from people that maybe did not want to see that. So they have a form that they can that they can opt into. You must opt into it, not, not opt out of it, which a lot of apps make you do. But we say opt in. If you want those questions, you have to opt in, and you'll get them. So it's very, very family-friendly. Uh, politics is about the third most popular, and it's gaining a lot of momentum, obviously, as we go into the elections. Now, do you find that based on, and I don't know if, if you have people there that, that are looking at, at all the traffic that's going on there, but do you feel that because of your app and social media in general that people are more informed in this election than they haven't been in the past? Oh, undoubtedly, undoubtedly. I mean, there's a, you could, you know, you, what I, what I don't like, what I, what I don't particularly care for, and, and I, I refrain from it, is I don't tend to voice my political or religious uh, questions on Facebook or, or I don't use Twitter, but, or also on Facebook because, you know, those are your friends and, you know, more likely than not, half of the people that are your friends are going to have one, one opinion and the other people are, other half are going to have a different opinion. There's no reason to, to go ahead and incite those kind of, uh, environments in a Facebook environment. Facebook is a great place to share positive information, fun things. What Zip does is it gives you that forum to ask those questions that you wouldn't want to ask on Facebook. Because they're, they're going to come back and, uh, you know, and they're going to come back and bite you in the nose. And, and, you know, you don't have to worry about the repercussions on Zip. No one has any way to write a negative statement after you've asked a question. It's not possible on our app. And they can't, they can't come at you because they don't know who you are. So you're, you can't be bullied. It's, it's a, it gives you the right to, to say what's on your mind and see what other people are thinking, whether they agree with you or not. Rick, I really appreciate you being on the show. We're going to have to come have you come back. I have so many more questions I want to ask you, but thanks for taking the time. 
I'd be delighted to come back. And thank you, Tom. I really appreciate being on your show. Have a great and wonderful Sunday afternoon. You too. Now, I want to thank Terry Regier, IMI's president, Dave Brandon, Dan DiOri, and Jose Batista for the Week in Review. Uh, Taylor Redden is our producer. Ted Henshaw is our associate producer. Matt Cam Hagney is our executive producer. And now with the help of the KFNX AM 1100 uh, production department, you wouldn't hear a word we had to say. Thanks for listening. Have a great week. And uh, listen to us next week at 5 p.m. on KFNX AM 1100.